jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Anthony. Yeah, what's up? At the risk of oh no arousing you oh oh yes or anybody else listening at the risk of arousing you too much mm-hmm. my upfront business is bulging this week <laughs> <laughs> is it is that true I don't actually. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> the second guessing it after yeah. the proclamation is made <laughs> is what really cements it for me. Lead with the proclamation. I always say. <laughs> well, now I look at the list and I'm like, <sighs> it's a list. Well, I told you it's bulging. <laughs> <laughs> But do I want to talk about? Four? I mean, but uh, how many of them are eggs? One. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just love knowing that there is a list in front of you, and one of the words on that list is eggs. <laughs> well, it's, it says eggs with a question mark. <laughs> Excuse. Me? So I don't know what the question mark means. Honestly, I write things down for the. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, in case you can't tell by uh, listening to these episodes. The upfront business, like, I'll just write down eggs and then talk. Like, this isn't scripted or anything. So at some point in the last week, I wrote eggs with a question mark. But I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) And you're sure this isn't a shopping list that you've mistaken for the podcast notes? Yeah. (laughs) Eggs, vinegar. Mm. Mm. It's not a shopping list. I don't know. Well, what at I least you know that eggs. much. I, I don't. Why did I write the question mark now? This, bo- the the self questioning eggs is really what makes it for me. It really is because the only thing I can think of is like I just continue. My egg power continues to grow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. I mean, what I shouldn't. Wow. You know, I shouldn't brag too much because there will inevitably be a disaster but i have to say that just like when i make the eggs i'm just like god damn i'm really good at this now that's what you tell all the ladies i did you should see me make eggs (laughs) (laughs) are you are you up to some kind of flagrant egg excess like is it is it marseille over there (laughs) <laughs> no, it's still just a sunny side up. There's nothing there. <laughs> You're just very impressed with your ability to cook them. <laughs> well, I am because I could never do it. And now I can. And it's just, I feel proud. So. You know what? I'm not going to take that away from you. That is an Thank achievement you. and you should be proud <laughs> of that. If anything is a win in this era. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and... If- <laughs> 
Okay. Three minutes and 26 seconds. I resign once more. If I was a different person, well, we'd all be thankful. But I mean, if I was just like... Just slightly off of whatever my center is. Uh, my point is, I feel, I feel. <laughs> Which would be different? <laughs> uh, question mark? Anyway. If I was a little bit of a different person, I would be taking pictures of these eggs and posting them. Because oh. that's how good they look. But I don't do that. Hashtag. So I just, I just, I just feel the need to talk about them every fucking week. <laughs> no, it's, it, 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 that is an earned achievement, right? You know. Thank you. It, you it have accomplished. Feel... Yes. You've turned an aspect of your life around, and you have added a tool to your uh, repertoire, as it were, mm-hmm. an egg tool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it does feel like so. now, whenever in the future, if I ever run into my fellow alumna who works for NASA <laughs> and <laughs> developed this like human robot interface and all of this, if she wants to brag about that, I'll be like, well, guess what? <laughs> Hold on. Where's my phone? Let me show you some pictures. <laughs> So you don't post you do you take pictures of the eggs? You just no. don't post them? I don't even take the pictures because I take the pictures with my mind. It lasts longer. It will. <laughs> we hope. Still uh, Stacy. Still Stacy. <laughs> Next week I'll be like, what's an egg? But <laughs> That's why you wrote eggs question mark. It was you mementoing yourself for the future. It's like, what am I eating? <laughs> is egg? <laughs> is... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, what, what else you got? What else is bulging down there? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm reading a book. I'm getting my Nexium fix. Oh, I, I saw you post about that. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I ordered that book. Okay, I good. I yeah. can't wait. Uh, it feels, it had been a while since I've had a hit, you know? Yeah, We thought yeah. it was all settled. Keith Ranieri got sentenced and all of this. We thought it was over. No, no. Really? Is there so, new, well, new? Um, well, I haven't finished the book yet, so I don't, I don't think there's anything new, new, but just having this book and getting more information and getting more behind the scenes stuff, it feels real good. Oh, yeah. So oh, I just, nice. I haven't had a Nexium dose in quite some time. And I thought to myself, as I'm reading this, I wonder if Allison Mack got that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> you should write her a prison pen pal letter and ask maybe, her. Maybe I should. She's not in prison yet. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. When does that happen? There's still no sentencing date. Still because of the pandemic. I guess. It's like, okay, so, you know, black people can be shot and killed by the police for sleeping. Yeah. Allison Mack can be a convicted sex trafficker and just Uh live her life. Well, she was on Smallville. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Stacy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The food pyramid of injustice is a complicated (laughs) mistress. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. So there are a few of them. Like, I think Lauren Salzman is still out. Do you think they're still trying to, um, they're still, like, trying to work behind the scenes to figure out what they can figure out and, like... That's the only thing I can think of. Because my hope with Allison Mack is they're trying to work on her to get to Nikki. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there are still some very vocal cuckoos that are still 100% in. Yeah, well, now they're not next. Now they're they're doing the the prison justice movement. Yeah, the the dossier project. Mm Mm-hmm. With all all fifty of their Twitter followers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, I'm only like uh, maybe a third of the way through the book, and already juicy tidbit that Lauren Salzman used to have threesomes with Keith and several of his other girlfriends. <gasps> uh, and she said that it was because she had questions about her sexuality that she wanted to explore. Uh... And I said, finally, finally. We broached the topic of lesbianism in this disgusting sex cult. Because <laughs> representation, representation matters. matters. Oh God! So you get juicy tidbits like that in this book. It's called <laughs> "Don't Call It a Cult." Don't call it a cult. Yeah, written by an investigative journalist. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. I recommend it if you uh, you know want to know more. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I need more Nexium in me. I uh, I was you know I've been we've been blowing through the nanny nonstop since it went on HBO Max. And the other night, who was on it? Catherine Oxenberg. And I said, Oh, what a goddamn queen! And I said, Remember when she took down Nexium mm-hmm. <laughs> with the power of a mother's fury? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, her list of accomplishments: taking down Nexium, being on the Colbys, <laughs> <laughs> right. Is there anything she can't do? Fucking queen. Fucking queen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was in, that's it. That was in my bulge. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Ugh, it's been a long week. Oh, that was the full bulge. <laughs> you read a book, and also you're not <laughs> sure what eggs are. <laughs> it's a oh god. <laughs> What is life? Why are we here? <laughs> I guess, well, why are we still inside? <laughs> what are eggs? I've been breathing this same air for so long that I feel like that, like now it's probably only like 10 to 13% actual oxygen. <laughs> this may, might account for some of this. Yeah. Like, uh, this, my upfront business, I mean, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I won that rondo! Oh, right! There's an actual (laughs) announcement. You were in, uh, won a rondo and were inducted into the Hall of Fame, motherfucker! Yeah. Congratulations! Thanks, I don't know why it happened or how, but it did, and let me tell you. (laughs) <laughs> like what a nice honor first of all no one from the rondos has gotten in touch with me at all about it so if it were not for nice people who know me who tweeted like oh congratulations i wouldn't even know <laughs> for our friends that pay attention to things yeah 
<laughs> yeah, so thank you to those people. And so I was like, oh, let me check this out. And so I clicked the link. And at the top, it's like, oh, here's the winners. Uh, the Monster Kid Hall of Fame. We're inducting Stacey Ponder and other this other person. Whatever. And I was like, that's great. Yay. And then I celebrated with some tweets, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> I, I think back. I know what's next. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back to the article. <laughs> and I scrolled down. And <laughs> let me tell you, there's this moment. It will never be matched if I live for another thousand years. Is that when you wrote down eggs, question mark? Was it like, could be, because what is real anymore? It just triggered the still Stacy <laughs> to the apex. Well, we all know. Um, I wrote about it, actually, in Roomorg a couple of issues ago when I wrote a little retrospective on Cairo, Pulse. Yeah. The film, and how it's really tapped into some shit for me in the pandemic of, like, the line between life and death just, like, basically being obliterated uh do we know when we die is death just a continuation of life and is just as boring as life etc cetera, etc cetera. and so these are questions that i've kind of had because existence in the pandemic is so strange as we've yeah, all noticed i'm sure we've all we've all become pulse ghosts exactly so uh i'm scrolling down the rondo thing and it's like oh here's the part about the hall of fame inductees and it's, it says, Stacy Ponder. <laughs> and then I scrolled just a little bit more. And there's a picture of a person that is not me. <laughs> and then there's a write-up about, like, why I'm getting inducted in this Hall of Fame. And... <laughs> I can't every time I think of it I laugh like I have I have woken up laughing every day since this happened because it's like it's so not me it's so I know no one knows that I actually exist but I'm pretty sh- <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that I do and it's like it's not even briefcase woman it's not even like <laughs> Recurring problem <laughs> makes it even better. It's not briefcase woman. It's not the picture of Anna Ferris that I have on Final Girl that other people have thought was me. It's she looks, and this is not meant as any kind of offensive statement. It looks like a Midwestern hairdresser. <laughs> she's got the Dolezal crimp. She's got the Dolezal crimp, and like she's wearing a blouse. It looks like a photo she's taken um, at her cubicle webcam in her office at the DMV. <laughs> I love her. I live for this woman, but it's not me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, just holy shit. Like, how did this happen? And then so I started having those pulse feelings. And I'm like, am I sure it's not me? Did you look in the mirror to double check? <laughs> I'm like, what if, well, then I was afraid to look in the mirror because I'm like, (laughs) what if I look in the mirror and she's looking back? Your hair starts crimping. (laughs) My t-shirt like morphs into a blouse. (laughs) With like cap sleeves. (laughs) I 
love her. The first thing I did when I saw, I was laying in bed. It was like eight in the morning and I, and I saw that and I was like, oh, I, I just remember I texted you like, congrats. And then I sent, I just had to send you a giant like blown up photo of her <laughs> face. <laughs> I just love her. And so I sent it to a friend. It was his birthday. And so I was like, oh, I have a, a good birthday present for you. Look at this thing. Like, who cares? I won this thing. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's just scroll down and look at it. And so he scrolled and looked at it. And he's like, oh, by the way, congratulations on the room work thing. I just read that. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks. And he, like, didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, did you notice anything? And he's like, why did you send them that picture? Who is that? <laughs> oh, why did you do that? Yeah, he thought I was trolling them. You are your own catfish. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't send it. And so he did some Googling and found out who this person is. And, like, why? And basically, like, apparently her name is Stacy Ponder. And she has a Twitter account. And so I look because that's the profile picture on her Twitter account. And she has tweeted four times since 2011. <laughs> Two tweets are about church. Like you do. One tweet is about a game, a, like a mobile game. Okay. Where she used, she used hashtag words. And I'm like, <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm like, first of all, who's searching hashtag words? Second of all, like... <laughs> like what even is that and then her fourth tweet her fourth tweet she must have tweeted while she was having a stroke or something because it was some comfy shit like, it's, it's very comfy it just says like Fliedler or something Fied. yeah and so I'm like god bless the rondos it's honestly such an honor for me to get this thing but also like how fucking janky are you that you just like Twitter is not a search engine, first of all. But you just find this Twitter account, look at those tweets, and are like, this must be Stacey Ponder from Final Girl. And then you just use that picture and don't ask if it's me? <laughs> Stacy, I hear what you're saying. Mm, Your feelings mm. are valid. Thank you. I understand and I can see where you're coming at. However... Say that they see that Stacey Ponder wins. They put on an episode to be like, okay, would it, let's get a vibe for what she looks like and what she might be, what she might be like. And they hear you talking about how you don't know what eggs are anymore. And then they see a tweet that says, night. Yeah, that's true. They put two and two together and they say, must be the same gal. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That, you see, then the life starts flashing before the eyes and I'm like... Thinking back on this show, where I'm like, I went out and I almost forgot to put on pants. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't want them to change it. I do not want that to ever change. It's uh, it's so perfect. You need to go. You know, like it, at the graveyards here, um, there's always there's always like the section of the of the cemetery that has like the Russian graves where they get the full like 3d printed <laughs> portraits on the gravestone. Yeah. You need to get her on yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think I texted you that I'm like, please at my funeral, 
put me in a closed casket and please blow up this picture and put it on the easel yeah. with the little flowers in front of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just, it just. You walk uh, in. You walk into the funeral hall and there's like uh, the K-pop is playing and then there's <laughs> that queen on an easel. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is Stacy's funeral, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's just so fitting that, like, oh, you won this nice thing. Congratulations. And then it still has to be fucked up somehow. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it it's is just perfect. So on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's what it is. So, uh, <clears throat> but however it happened, people have to, people have to, like, write in nominees for that for the hall of fame or whatever so if anyone listening did that thank you very much i it is truly an honor i don't know that i deserve it but you... i accept it so <laughs> oh that's a step in the right direction <laughs> thank you thank you but yeah. i think it's already been accepted on your behalf by someone else <laughs> <laughs> what if they send it to her the little award oh with the little monster head that little yeah. trophy, she she's at her cubicle with DMV, and she's like, fur, fur. <laughs> she opens it up. <laughs> Maybe she'll tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, congrats. I say very, very well deserved. Well, thanks. Both the award and how you received <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Everybody go take a look at it, though, honestly. It's worth it's worth looking at. It's so funny. It was such a shock to me that mo- like that moment will be forever emblazoned in my brain of like mm-hmm. scrolling and be like, well, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> okay. So there you go. That's my bulge. Well, thank you for sharing that with us today. Thanks. <laughs> I'm very appreciative. Oh, good. It's uh, you know, it's a horror movie podcast. So yeah, and that's why we talk about eggs and Nexium, <laughs> Nexium, and, and K-pop, <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> but Listen. to to be fair, we are talking about a real lit and legit horror film today. Sure are. Um, Stacy, you picked this one. Uh, mm-hmm. We so last week, you know, we did the Devils, which was the episode that alienated all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which ironically I thought was hilarious because that was also like maybe the first and only time that we both won the chopping block, mm-hmm. which was a huge accomplishment. But then I think because everyone else likes the devils more than we did, <laughs> we got one congrat. We got one congratulation. Thank you. But um, we did that episode and then we did it right after, like by the time the episode came out, the devils was off of Shudder. Mm-hmm. And so today, Stacy has chosen a fantastic movie that is on Shudder through the rest of this month. Uh, yep. And then it and then it goes away. So you got to watch this like now. You have um, to watch it. It's um <laughs> it's I have the VHS tape. It's only been released here on VHS. Um I think I've read that France got a DVD release, but that's it. But this movie is super duper hard to find. It's amazing that it's on Shutter at all. So before the end of May 2021, uh, give it a watch if you've never seen it and give it a rewatch if you have seen it, bitch. And what is that movie? That movie is 1977, The Haunting of Julia, starring Mia Farrow. Oh. Oh. I have long 
complained that this movie is only on VHS because it deserves this deserves a fucking Blu-ray release with a cleaned up picture with cleaned up sound. Oh, and, sound absolutely. And some bonus features. This is this I love this movie so much and so few people have seen it. So You you brought up this movie at some point in this show. Mm-hmm. Was it like the something of someone? Probably chopping yeah. block or something. Um where where you brought that up and I was like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of this. Uh, and then, you know, you reminded me about this film when we were talking about doing it for this week. And I was like, okay, I gotta see this. The girl, I fucking love this movie. Yay! I cannot believe, I echo your thoughts and I cannot believe that I had, had zero awareness of this film leading up to now, really. Uh, I cannot believe, this movie is so, it's really actually, it, for not having really been released or seen, um, on a, an appropriate level, it feels really influential to so many other films in the genre. Mm-hmm. It fits perfectly in a lineage of like the spooky dead ghost child uh, trauma grief film. Yes, and it's scary, and it's just so well done. It's beautiful. It's so sad. It's creepy as shit. It's it feels very sinister. Yeah um it's just it's very full of dread um it's a fantastic companion piece to don't look now yes yes i i kept thinking of don't look now in the changeling with this movie Mm-hmm. yeah like it, it fits right in lot like those three films would look so sexy on a shelf next to mm-hmm. each other <laughs> yeah some of you might know this as full circle yeah um, which was its original release title and yeah, it's it's based on a book called Julia by Peter Straub, or Straub, mm-hmm. I don't know how you say his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then film full circle, and then released here is The Haunting of Julia. So. But didn't didn't come out here until like 1981. Yeah, which don't get me wrong is a great year, but that even those even the few years removal from 77 to 81 is a world of difference. It feels like a 77 film, and I don't, I don't, that's not just because I know it's a 77 film. It, like, doesn't feel like a 1981 film at all. The quality of the film, like, the aesthetics behind it, the, it has the vibe of, of that 70s prestige horror. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and that, just that really, that sad downer mood mm-hmm. is just such a goddamn mood <laughs> it's such a vibe that it's it's undeniably 70s yeah if you haven't seen it uh don't listen to this please go, don't go watch it on shutter and then come back shutter is showing movies like this and like the devils which didn't you know thrill me but it's just amazing that these movies are showing up on shutter oh yeah plus i mean other like like original exclusive releases like um one Cut of the Dead and Pedagore, Queen of Black Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting exclusives. They're, they have a lot of international films. Uh, you've got a you've got a couple of weeks left to watch this one, so go watch it and then come back. Yeah, you will love it. So turn this off. Go love the movie. And we're back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> Man. Mia Farrow, right? She's just everything, is she not? <laughs> she really is. Still has that Rosemary's Baby hair, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. almost ten years later in this film. Yeah. 
just uh she is such a vibe and such a mood like she does uh, I, I think i've talked about it before on final girl and maybe we've talked about it here i don't know but she she has this quality of like simultaneously seeming so vulnerable but also so strong and steely mm-hmm some somehow she is able to to exude both of those qualities at the same time and i there are so few actors who can do that yeah and it's something that i love about her and it's something that makes her fucking perfect for rosemary's baby and for this movie mhm well and it's 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 as with her especially as an actress it's fully embodied it's it's not just uh, like it, you see that vulnerability and expressiveness and that the steeliness is a great word, but you see that in her eyes. You see that in her physicality. Mm-hmm. You see that in like she she feels um, frail to look at. And I think the hair kind of lends its her lends to that as well. But simultaneously, yeah. she does not come across as frail. Um, and And it's all also there's so much of that is located in her voice, too. Like I think of as a voice actor like in the last unicorn like i think that's why i love the last unicorn i think that's why she's so impactful in that it's just her voice too is just as iconic as all the rest of her mm-hmm. um she's a powerful actress yeah yeah and i think with this film you know there is a question of is she losing her mind right um is she just grieving i mean not just grieving but you know is she grieving or is she losing her mind or both is there a haunting is she possessed and she is able to make you believe and also question all of those possibilities at the same time in this performance. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable, <laughs> honestly. Like, she's obviously the anchor of this film. Yeah. Um, but it just, like you said, it's such a mood. It mm-hmm. starts off... Oh, mo- Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, holy moly. Which is why I say, if you haven't seen this, go watch it. And then come back. Literally, if you're still listening, you do not want this opening scene spoiled for you. At all. Ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So get out of here! Like, this opening scene was like, this, I mean, just to think of movies in recent memory, this is, Anthony is sitting mouth agape in the theater seeing poor little clicker girl's head come off in Hereditary. Yes. <laughs> seeing yeah. seeing Olga turn herself into a fucking pretzel in Suspiria. Like this scene I was shook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's it, again, it really echoes Don't Look Now um mm-hmm. with the death of a child right away, but this one is so much more visceral and shocking and uh brutal <laughs> and unexpected because it happens very quickly there's very little build up to it it's uh julia her husband magnus and their daughter kate are having breakfast and within 5 minutes kate is choking on a piece of apple and she can't breathe and it's panic and there's no time to call like magnus calls an ambulance but there's no time uh, and Julia gets a knife and is like, we have to open her up. Like, she has to be able to breathe. And then it cuts to the ambulance arriving, and Julia is covered with blood and shaking. And you know that she's given her child, a tr- tried to give her a tracheotomy, and the kid Made is dead. Made things worse. Made things worse. 
And it's all takes place within just a couple of minutes. And it's just such a slap in the face right away. Man, we were sitting there just, just could not peel away from the screen. And then I just turned and looked over and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's that, it's just for a ghost movie too. And you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to the child to get us to a ghost movie. But the, it's so mundane. Mm-hmm. Like, Ju- Julia and Magnus are just talking at the table. And little Katie, right? The daughter, mm-hmm. Katie, mm-hmm. takes that bite of the apple. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know what, this is 77, like, I guess the Heimlich Maneuver hadn't been called the Heimlich Maneuver or, or set established yet or whatever. Right, yeah. Nobody knows what to do. They're trying to reach their fingers in to pull the piece of apple out of her throat. Mm-hmm. And they just can't reach. And the daughter is writhing. And it's just so, it's just such a definite, uh, such a, a textbook example of just a sheerly natural accident. That you just, you don't know what to do. And it's mm-hmm. so, and then when that knife comes out, yeah. you're just like, this was a bad situation, but now you are actively choosing to make it worse, but in consolation, in hope. <laughs> yeah, in your desperation, you're going to try whatever you can. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a shocking <laughs> reminder of the frailty of life. Like, it's one thing when a bunch of horny teenagers go camping and they get killed by Jason Voorhees. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when it's just your kid is eating an apple and you just told her a minute ago not to eat so fast. And she takes a bite of apple and the next minute she's gone. And it's just like, we're all on that edge all the time. People slip in the bathtub and hit their head and they're gone. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't talk to them anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. The, The filmmaking is so smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the whole movie, but especially in this opening sequence, too, that it with it withholds information um, visually. We don't need to see... All we need to see is her to grab the knife. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts away. Yep. Like you said, the next thing we see, she opens the door and she has blood on her. She opens the door to the paramedics. We have put together in our minds as a viewer every single every single thing that happened there. And we know how bad it was and how awful she felt. And that, who knows, as she opened that door, maybe if she had just waited for the paramedics, maybe they could have revived her. But now she's got this giant hole in her neck and is probably bleeding out. We never see that, but we just feel that. Well, and and you have Mia Farrow who can really sell it. And it's like, it's still such an impactful scene, not only because it's just shocking and you don't expect the first five minutes of a movie to go this way. Yeah. but also because it's very sad and yet we don't mm-hmm. we know their names but there's not a lot of build up it starts at the the table there's no like oh good morning daughter wake up it's time for like there's none of that it just starts at the table and a minute later she's dead yeah within within a minute or two minutes that happens mhm this is your welcome to the theater we've just played the popcorn ad here you go dead girl <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, wow. That's that's the beginning. Yeah. That's not the climax. That's not a, that's not an act two break. (laughs) Like, it's what we're, it's what sets the scene for the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's it's masterful. I, yeah. I think I will never forget this scene, having seen it. Yeah. And so from there, Julia is obviously wrecked with guilt. Um, she ends up uh, in a psych ward for a while, a hospital, to kind of take a break for a couple of months. Try to cope uh, and grieve. And when it's time for her to get out, Magnus goes to pick her up and she bolts. Oh, yeah. She sees him in that outfit with that hat of hers. And she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm Fuck out. That guy. She runs away, gets in a taxi and is like, bye, bitch. Uh, and goes and buys herself a house. Yeah, like you do. You go off and just buy a fully furnished, antique, gorgeous townhome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she has just decided to ditch her husband um, and try to rebuild her life. And, uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> and I want her to win. <laughs> I know, you really want her to win. Uh, she has a relation, well, a friendship with Magnus's sister, who kind of tries to talk her back into getting back with Magnus. And she's like, look, we were over before this happened. It was not going well. No, I'm doing my thing. Bye. Mm -hmm. And the sister-in-law is shockingly supportive of that also, I think. Yeah, well, when she's talking to Magnus and he's like, oh, we have to do whatever we can to get her back and blah, blah, blah. And and she says, it may shock you to, to learn that I like her. Yeah. Like that the sister and Julia have a great relationship. Yeah, that's. I think that's what makes this movie even harder is that she has a great support net of amazing British women <laughs> that yes. keep showing up and helping her. And yeah. she has Mark, who is an angel. Mm-hmm. And then Magnus is just this fucking cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is just concerned, because he's just concerned about her money, right? Because I think she's yeah. a, she's independently wealthy. Yeah. Um, or inherited it. He talks about her trust and how... how you know, he still has to sign off on, like, finances, and it has to do with her well, her sanity. Yeah. He's just concerned about that, not her or not the kid they lost. Yeah, it's uh, Keir Dulea is playing Magnus, and it's echoes of his portrayal of Peter in Black Christmas, where mm. it's like, he's the, <gasps> the, nice, the nice, handsome guy, but there's something so violent lurking right under like he's so good at that of like the violence lurking under the surface and he needs to be the alpha male and the woman needs like jess in black christmas and like julia here like she needs to listen to what he has to say he knows best he's in charge and when these women defy him he gets really volatile and scary yeah yeah it's that like the that like pathological burning need to control that's like just barely under the surface of him as he stares at these women yeah and so uh he's julia thinks he's been prowling around her house trying to scare her etc etc um turns out basically she bought a haunted house like you do (laughs) as you do i mean Uh. That doesn't ever seem to happen when I purchase a townhome that's fully furnished with beautiful antiques that date back (laughs) very far. I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, and when you open the door to a room and it's a child's bedroom. Yeah, it's it's, fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) Um, It's it's one thing, something I love about this movie, and it does really well, is like you said, the is she just losing her mind in grief? Is because while it is a haunted house, while there is a ghost, and we learn about this, basically, uh, Magnus's sister has her group of spiritualist friends. 
Oh my god. Because it's the 1970s, and so, you know, I was lamenting that sort of, like, people don't do this anymore. If there's a seance in a horror movie nowadays, it's like, it's sometimes to solve a problem, but it's usually, like, teenagers fucking around. Whereas in these great 70s movies, like The Changeling, or Let's Scare Jessica to Death, or, you know, Mm -hmm. The Manitou, or these movies, it's like... Like, middle-aged adults would do... Like, this was their party game. Yeah. Yeah, and who's in charge? There's always, like, this matronly queen with great hair (laughs) and often amazing glasses. And in this film, you get Mrs. Flood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who is the empress of my life. (laughs) (laughs) They're the ones who, who lead the circle, and by the end of it, they're usually freaking out because something is real bad. Uh, and that's the, the case here. The two sisters that come along, those weirdo sisters, and by the end of the seance, one of them's falling down the stairs. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah. That is the... I'm with you. That The spiritualists collectives of these films. Mm-hmm. Man, what a fuck! That's just a, a incredible horror vibe. One of my favorite horror vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So Julia reluctantly allows this seance to happen at her house. Um, she backs out of it quickly because she's just too too fragile for it. Um, but Mrs. Flood is like, no, no, <laughs> no, bad spirit. I see a child. No. <laughs> and of course, Julia thinks it's the spirit of Katie. Mm-hmm. Um Eventually, when she goes to visit Mrs. Flood at Mrs. Flood's home, she realizes that it's actually Mrs. Flood saw the spirit of a boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Julia has been seeing a little blonde girl everywhere and thinks it's Katie. And so she's like, my daughter, my daughter. But no, there's a little boy that Mrs. Flood is freaking out over. Real bad vibes. Real bad energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So Julia gets her investigatory hat out and and puts it on and gets herself to a library and looks around until she finds that in the 1940s a little german boy was murdered and mutilated in a local park Mm -hmm. and that's the boy that seems to be haunting her house and so she then investigates that murder and god i love this movie right I love it because also these movies have the mystery to solve. It's like the Asian ghost movies, you know what I mean? And it's something that I absolutely love. The Changeling does it really well. Yeah. Um, where the protagonist is like, I think there's a ghost. I'm going to find out what's up with the ghost. I love this mystery because it's a little bit more complicated. Yes. Too. Like, it's not just, oh, is what what's up with the dead boy in the bathtub? You know, it's... It's like, what is, um, is this, is this her daughter? No. Right. Who is this blonde girl? What does this have to do with this dead German child? Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with this old woman in this institution? What does that have to do with these men that are still hanging out? Like, it's just juicy. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she sees a headline that says little boy died and that's the end of it and she's like, oh, there's a little boy. Like, it's a very complex sort of narrative she has to put together of what happened. Yeah, there, there's no, she doesn't go into a well and pull a little skeleton and lead her hose in out. 
<laughs> you know, there's none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so eventually she pieces it together that it was a group of children who killed this little German boy. Oh my god, it gets so fucked up. It's so dark. It's so fucking dark. And the group of children was led by a little blonde girl named Olivia. This evil, evil, evil little child. This little bad seed. Like, the worst seed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, uh, there are some, some of the kids who were there when the German boy was murdered are still alive and they're adults, obviously. And so Julia tracks them down and one of them kind of tells her everything and says that like Olivia had power over all of us. She was the group leader. She had power over boys and girls. She made us kill animals for her. She taught us about sex. She like... Olivia just sounds like a like like the worst seed. Yeah, she's a monster. An absolute monster. Her mother remains completely terrified of her, but also feels safe because Olivia's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's she's in a in a old folks ward somewhere. And so uh, eventually, Olivia wanted to see what it was like to kill a person, and so she killed the little German boy and then castrated him after he was dead. And further mutilated his body, which is like, holy moly. I'm honestly, I'm surprised they went as far. Like, you don't see any of this in flashbacks. It's just told. Right. But even mm-hmm. the telling, I'm surprised they went as far. It, and it, it still felt like they kind of, like, it, I don't know. It's it, it just, it was so graphic. Mm-hmm. While also only giving us the bare minimum information. Right. She she put soil in his mouth. She held a jacket or whatever over his head. And then she took a knife and cut his trousers down. That's all we yeah. hear. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. It's I'm brutal. surprised that made it into this movie in the 70s, talking about children like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people in Julia's life start to die. Uh, but they die in ways that could just be accidents. Yeah, there's, like, there's almost like a Final Destination air to some of these scenes and how they're set up, too. <laughs> yeah, like Mark is taking a bath and uh, a window opens and knocks a lamp into the bathtub and he dies. And it's so uh, quick. Mm-hmm. You just see you just see that lamp fall in. He catches it right as it hits the water, but then you see him seize and it cuts away and you just know he's gone. Yep. It's like the beginning of the film. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't linger on any of this. And so Magnus ends up dead. And one of the adults, Thank God. yeah, no kidding. One of the adults that was there when the German boy was killed, he ends up dead, but it is all like, oh, Magnus fell down the stairs or was he pushed? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it just, so that just lends it this air of, you don't know what's going on. It's called the haunting of Julia, but is she just haunted by guilt and grief over her daughter? Or is there actually a ghost? Is at, at times I was like, is she killing people and we're not seeing those scenes if she doesn't remember? Mm-hmm. Like there's, is she possessed? The the scene when she goes to visit the mother of of uh, Mrs. Brayden, the mother of the little, <laughs> the little Jerry boy, as one of <laughs> yeah. the British guys calls him. Um, she turns, she, the mother is all like, I'm safe and you're not and I'm safe and she's dead and I'm safe. And then Mia Farrow leaves the ward, turns and looks back at her. And as she looks back at her, the mom sees a flash of her evil little Olivia's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then she has a heart attack and dies. 
And it's like, is she... Is she using Julia the same, like, subconsciously the same way she could manipulate all these kids? Right. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, because, like, while this is a ghost movie, haunted house movie, all of that, it doesn't have any of the big uh, ghosty moments. It doesn't have the changeling's red ball bouncing down the stairs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the fucking little person from don't look now mm-hmm. it doesn't have any of those shocker moments beyond the mundane like katie dying at the beginning um and so it just leaves it's really ambiguous and that probably frustrates some people but i say gimme 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 absolutely um and it all leads to this ending which is oh. just <laughs> the beginning and the end of this movie are just oh but it, when we finally, like, Julia finally goes home and we see Olivia for the first time, it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nice music playing and Julia thinks she's helping this ghost child, you know, who died like her daughter did. It's like her mother killed her, you know? And so it's, hey, it goes full circle, right? And she's gonna... <laughs> Oh, that's why it was called that. <laughs> She's going to help this ghost child. And so, you know, Julia extends her arms and is like, it's okay now. Nothing nothing looks wrong about this ghost child. She's very wide-eyed looking at her. Mm-hmm. Just like a sad little ghost girl that needs a mommy. It's so scary. Like, it, I mean, it's. I've seen this movie plenty of times. And it just, like, it's very unnerving. To just when Julia walks in the room and the little girl is there on on the floor. Yeah. And you're like, that's a fucking ghost. Like, that's yeah. a ghost. It's so scary. <laughs> uh, and Olivia, ghost Olivia is playing with a toy. One of those fucked up toys that you're like, who likes these toys? Me, my house is full of them. They're terrifying. How do you what? sleep at night? I, I want my house to be like the Warren um, Spencer's Gifts Museum that they had in their house <laughs> that was full of haunted <laughs> objects. What is terrifying about a symbol clown? <laughs> Besides everything, you mean. Besides everything about it. Yeah, so she's got the toy and it's clapping its symbols or whatever. And Julia extends her arms and they embrace. And the next thing you know, the camera pulls back and Julia's throat has been slashed. And she's dead. By the clown symbols. By the clown symbols, which are very sharp. So she has, they are, it's amazing those never got recalled. And those, (laughs) so she has those two slashes down her neck. Yep. And the camera just swivels around her in that chair as she just bleeds out. And then that's what plays the credits. It's such a fucking downer. It's so sad. The only way it's marginally less of a downer, it's still a downer, but the only way that there's a little bit of light to it is if you think that that's what she wanted. She looks happy. It's, it's almost like, you know, it, it reminds me of a movie I wasn't hot on at first until we talked about it, but it reminds me of um the the water one. <laughs> What's it called? Dark Water. <laughs> Dark Water, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, it's, 
it's painful, but also there is a, a level of sacrifice, but also a level of like, I guess in Dark Water it's different because the mom is doing it to save her daughter, but there's love in the act. Right. And like in Julia, this is not just a reunion. Like you said, that's how her daughter died too, and she's going to help her. And right. so it's a reunion to some extent. So maybe she was, her last moments, there was a fulfillment. But otherwise, as a viewer, you just feel completely deflated. Yeah. This, it's a, it's a, it's one of those downer endings that I typically would not love. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I think because of how well made this movie is and because of how well it's told, uh, I can't see it ending any other way that it just feels perfect. Yeah, I I was going to say the same thing is that it's just like there's really no other way that this movie could end that would be as as satisfying. Yeah. Narratively. Yeah. Um, And also, I mean, yes, there's a level of maybe perhaps fulfillment for Julia and, and, you know, love in that moment that she gets before she's murdered. But also when you think of it, like... What does this poor woman have left? Not to say not to right. say that she deserved to die or that was an, an out for her, but like everyone in her life has been killed at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she, her sister-in-law's left, and Mrs. Flood has gone bonkers. Magnus's body is still in the basement. No one's found it yet. Yeah, Mark, that sweet angel who I just had a crush on this whole movie because <laughs> he just—he's not even trying to creep on her. He's just there because he's a really cute, nice guy. Yeah. Um, he's dead. Yep. Her daughter's never coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was a... There's a level of, well, maybe this is the kindness in a way. Right. I love that it, uh, that movies like this, and like, again, Don't Look Now, that, the, like, there's a certain... I mean, bravery is too strong, but we'll use that anyway. There's a certain bravery to the filmmaking that allows for this kind of ending and this kind of journey for our protagonists that were Mm -hmm. on their side and rooting for them the whole time. And it's like, sometimes it doesn't work out the way we want it to. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no like, there's no like, oh no, Sarah actually gets out of the cave and then goes back in at the end of the descent. It's (laughs) like, no, sometimes like it's gonna be a fucking downer but that's what makes these movies also so memorable and why they really are so effective as horror and haunt you and stay with you mm-hmm. in the same way that i mean that other american films or you know i guess this is british but you know other films western films don't usually do like right. like when we talk about like asian horror where it's just you know pulse you're 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 cursed regardless you're doomed mm-hmm. regardless same with the ring all those films it's just it's Listen, you're all going to die and you can't avoid it. All those films are about, all these films, Don't Look Now, uh, this, you know, they're all about that too. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just, but it does such a good job of building that just somber mood that's not celebrating it, not wa- but wallowing it, but not. It's just, it's just conscious of it. It's just conscious of the realities of life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, sometimes you do want the happy ending. That's great. But it's like, but, uh, you know, American filmmaking tends to be like a happy ending, even if it's not earned. We just need a happy ending. We need to upload the antivirus that's going <laughs> to save us all, like in the Pulse remake, you know what I mean? And it's like, life, that's like, we're all going to die. Yeah, no. And sometimes it's unfair, and sometimes it's just completely unexpected. Your daughter chokes on a piece of apple at the breakfast table. Like, mm-hmm. 
life is absurd that way and so is mm-hmm. death and it's it's coming for all of us it's just and sometimes it just isn't fair yep most of the time it's not fair i don't know sometimes you just want to watch a horror movie and have a good time but but i don't i'm not opposed to a downer ending i guess i've never been yeah no that's the thing is if it sometimes but that's different to say sometimes there are downer endings that are just there for shock right or just there to be like like yeah. the descent too. the descent yes too. yeah go time to feed grandpappy like <laughs> there's that bullshit where it's just it's just a lazy nihilist bent horror filmmaker bro yep wants to be like wasn't that wicked did you see that coming but then when there's these filmmakers that are just really thoughtful and you can tell that it hurts them as much as it hurts you and as it hurts the character, but they know that there is no other option and this is how the movie has to end, it's perfect. It, that's when it's just like, I don't want this to be the ending, but I fully agree with it. It's how I felt watching Hereditary. I didn't want to see Tony Collette saw her head off, but it's done with such such a sense of spectacle and um and it's it's so you know what the film is about is about this unending chain of grief Mm -hmm. that it can't end any other way and i mean hereditary is a film that i see very much influenced by this film too like i just Mm -hmm. i can't believe how 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 much of like the dna for this film came across and comes across later in the changeling in hereditary in, in so many films Mm-hmm. Um, that is just wild to me that I that this film is so unknown. Yeah, oh, as, yeah. as someone who is newly <laughs> aware of it. <laughs> yeah, it's shocking to me that it uh, is so little seen and just hasn't been. Fuck, I, there must be some kind of rights issues or something. So again, praise Shutter. Yeah, praise it's, her. <laughs> praise her. It's shocking that it ended up on there. Mm-hmm. You know. Check it out, man. Yeah, it's not at all your conventional horror fare. And yet, when you watch it, it's one of those where you're just like, man, this is a classic. How have I never seen this? Yeah. Um, I have a question. Mm. Because I love this movie. I love this movie. It's so well made. I think it's perfect. But I do have a logistics question. Mm. <sighs> Julia and Magnus, from what I can tell, are American. They speak with American accents. They live in England. Mm. Magnus's sister is British. And their daughter, Katie, is British. But they are not British. (laughs) I feel like Mia Farrow had that sort of... She has an accent in this. Every now and then? Her accent to me feels like... The American living in England who has picked up the accent and speaks with it sometimes. Yeah, like, like every now and then, like, you'll hear, like, a sorry or something. Like, there's a little something to it. Yeah, she has that lilt to her voice, um, which which happens when you live somewhere. Everybody wants to rag on Madonna for, like, oh, she speaks with it. It's like, if you live there and are immersed in <laughs> everybody speaking with an accent, you might pick it up. Thank you, Madonna and Gillian Anderson, queens. Like, like that. well, Gillian Anderson is British, so. Well, she's American-born. I mean, she was raised there, but she goes back and forth. She goes back and forth depending on where she is. And then yeah. her accent changes depending on where she is. <laughs> right, but, I mean, that's the thing. If, if but that's I'm... human. That's normal. If we were to move to the deep south, like we would probably pick up the accent. Like it's just 
it wouldn't be all the time, but you know, it, it, that happens. Right? Our live show would be really fascinating. Oh <laughs> We're like, hey, Stice. <laughs> Howdy, Howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that'd be wild. We're talking about uh, queens to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what Mia Farrow felt like. To yeah. me, Kier Dulea felt like he just forgot that he was supposed to have an accent. Because yeah. Because it's like he has one early on, and then, and he has one when he's talking with his sister, and then later on he just drops it, and it feels like an error. Yeah. It was just weird to me when they're like, the opening scene, they're like, Mummy! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat an apple! <laughs> like, she's right. very, very British, and they are not very yeah. British at all. Yeah, yeah. That was well, my she's been question. going to school. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's a very international family. <laughs> right. There you go. But yeah. um, that's the, I literally like that's the only thing where I was like, I have a question about this. But other than that, I mean, and that just kind of made me love it more. I, like, well, well, you can make up your own answer. Maybe he's yeah. from there and moved to America for a while and met her and then they moved back. That's that's what I assumed, given the fact that his sister also was very British. It's like, yeah. oh, he just, he just Charlie's there into his, his accent and then right. they moved over and the daughter just retained something. Including that perfect movie. <laughs> perfect movie. Well, okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm glad we discussed the accent issue. How come the accent? Sense. <laughs> it's good shit, man. I'm so glad it is available to people. So take advantage of it, please. You, you have less than a month. Yeah. Watch it. Watch yeah. it. If you've ever heeded our call, continue to heed this call. Um, Stacy, thank you for turning me on to this film. Yay, I'm glad you liked it. Here's hoping. Well, and here's hoping with this shutter, you know, and more attention, hopefully it gets a, a little, a something, some kind of release. It's so good. Um, that said, Stacy, <laughs> are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? Um, like, I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> I mean, what would happen if you said no? Well, you like, even no, consent no, no. here. I don't want to play this week. Okay, well. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course I want to play the chopping block. I love. Do I? Well. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Eggs? <laughs> Is that a picture of me? Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, you look in the you look in the webcam window, and there she is, and she just has a uh, she puts a bag over her head and just yeah. rolls by in her chair. Toskete. Oh no! <laughs> oh gosh! Now I'm just seeing her in every Japanese horror film. There she is coming out of the TV. Or- <laughs> There she is, covered in fetuses in the front in front of the shrine. Oh no! Oh boy! She's becoming powerful. She's getting too powerful. I'm. She is. Have to finish her off before she. Uh... Do we make merch of her? 
We need stickers. <laughs> I kind of want to. Hey, Merle. <laughs> How do you feel about making a pen of this stranger <laughs> from the internet? <laughs> She's not a stock photo, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is it any weirder than our current mascot? No, no. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, anyway, the chopping block, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that thing. Uh, It's a question and answer game. Someone asks questions. The other person answers the questions. Hmm. The person asking says, hey, you have three categories to choose from. The person answering is like, really? Oh, dip. Okay. (laughs) I'll pick one of those categories. And then you pick it, and there are five questions. You place your head on the chopping block. This is a life or death situation. You must, you are forced to answer five questions in your category uh, within 10 seconds each question. (laughs) That was backwards. (laughs) Thank you, Yoda. Luke. (laughs) There is another category. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you have 10 seconds to answer each question. Otherwise, um, wait, no. I lost the plot. You want to wrap this up for me? If you call out, I want the wig, you get an additional 10 seconds because Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 magically descends upon your head, confusing our non-binary executioner, the heads they. Thank you. Giving you 20 seconds in that instance to answer that question. You only get to do it once. You only get one wig. You only have one life. And uh, if you die, you're dead. But if you win, congratulations. You did it. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know why I couldn't uh, remember all that. I don't know either, but your Dollar Tree Frank Oz was real, real lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Uncanny. Uncanny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Police Academy over here. Yeah. Well, once again, I wrote down who goes first. Fucking shit. God damn. How exciting. But honestly, this is the last week I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just said uh, it was short lived. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sick of doing it already. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have written down Anthony asks first this week. Oh, so that means this week and not that was this week That's, as you wrote it last week? That was on my notes for this week's movie. Yes. Oh, so I asked you first. So I'm going to, I present you right now with three categories. That's right, and I choose one of them. Well, let's get to it, Stacy. You have three categories headed your way. Two of them are brand spanking new, and one of them's an oldie. Oh, wow. Your returning category is, hey, it's great to grieve. Uh, this is all about horror films about grief. Uh, I just describe a film and you name it for me. Okay. Your two new categories, one of them is Suffer the Little Children, Ooh. in which I describe a ghost child or youth and how they died. You tell me the movie. Oh, I like. I was a little inspired this week by uh, some sad, sad, sad material that we watched. Also inspired by this week, your third and other brand new category is the Psychic Friends Network, in which I describe a film psychic to you. I just tell you what she's like. 
You tell me. <laughs> well, I, I give you some dis- some actual descriptions about her role in the film, etc. You tell me who she is, or and or what film she comes from. So if you can't oh, remember her wow. name, you can just tell me the film. If you remember her name, that's great. But you can either name the psychic or the film. Um, so your categories oh. are. Hey. It's great to grieve. Suffer the little children, all about those dead ghost children, or the Psychic Friends Network. You know I can't resist Dionne Warwick. (laughs) Oh man, because she's a queen. Yeah, and so I have to choose Dionne Warwick and her Psychic Friends Network. Man, those those were the days. me miss cleo <laughs> call now i'll tell you your future queen. also lesbian icon yeah those are the days man for real for real you don't get that on t- where's that on tiktok kids <laughs> today yeah i'm gonna do it i don't feel confident uh, but I will choose this category in honor of Dionne Warwick. I hope she's thrilled. I hope she can feel it. I hope she can feel the love. Tonight. Oh, you know she can. She'll be on Twitter talking about it. Yeah. She'll be on Twitter adding, um, adding the other Stacey Ponder about it. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, gosh. Uh, I would love that. She's like, listen, what's this about Fafi died? <laughs> Like, I got your number, hussy. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Also, I can do also, this. I know you're ready for this, but I still need to talk about Dionne Warwick. Okay. How did she, how, how do you both become a, you know, a late in life Twitter icon? Also, one of the greatest musicians, singers, whatever, of all time. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a champion of the Psychic Friends hotline. My God, she can can do it all. What a goddamn inspiration! (laughs) I love Dionne Warwick. Are you sure she used to fight with Lisa Rinna on uh, Celebrity Apprentice? I would too. I mean, it's Lisa Rinna. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lisa Rinna, but I'm aware of her issues. Yeah. (sighs) All right. All right. All right. All right, so Psychic Friends Network. Um, so I describe the psychic to you. You just tell me who she is and or what film she comes from. I think you're oh. going to get these. I think you're going to get these. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you know these queens. These okay. are all, you know, in honor of Mrs. Flood. All right. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Flood babbling in her chair. Um, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Psychic Friends Network, question one. Also, oh, they're like just phrased as sentences. So they're not. There's sentence one. <laughs> she's short. She's stout. And she comes back for part three, stroking that statement necklace. <laughs> Tangina! Hell Tangina! Yeah. Poltergeist! Tangina! <laughs> Tangina! I love her, her ladies' high tea. <laughs> at her country club? Yes. Um, I gotta go. <laughs> he is the best. <laughs> Icon. I love how all of her tea ladies just accept it too. They're like, oh, the beast is back. <laughs> Do 
Don't worry, we'll get the bill. Uh, all right. See? Easy. You got this. Well. Question two. She has a penchant for modest, frilled necklines and wrapping rosaries around her fingers. Vera Farmiga is, uh, is what's her face in uh, the that movie. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> As, uh, what, no, wait, why can't I remember her name? Don't tell me. She was a real, playing a real person. I know, I know. I keep wanting to say Esther, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, she played Esther Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Yes, yes. Ding, 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 ding. You know, I had, well, I'll talk about it when I'm done. I'm on a roll, baby. <laughs> okay, well, don't forget, because I'm always down to gossip about Lorraine Warren. Or Vera Farmiga. <laughs> All right, question three. She may be blind, but with her second sight and her sister, she has no trouble navigating Venice. Don't look now. Uh, ding, what's ding, her ding. name? I don't know what her name is. Agnes? <laughs> no, her name is Heather. <laughs> 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 yes, Agnes of God. Heather of Venice. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Agnes right. of God. Now we're talking. Meg right. Tilly. Now we're talking. Now I'm distracted. Meg Tilly is a nun. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Stacy, wash away. May- I hate okay. to say, Banish Meg Tilly. Banish okay. Trish. Okay. You got okay. this. Focus, 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 focus. Okay. okay. Question four. She's friendly. She's mousy. And she employs a bumbling dude duo of ghost hunters to help her reach the further. Aha. It's um, uh, a Lynchay in uh, Ding, Insidious. ding, ding. Okay. Ding, ding, know. ding. I, I don't know her name. Uh, she's Dollar Tree Tangina. <laughs> she's, she's suburban. She's just like, hey, what's up? A ghost? Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love her, but she was that was Lynn Shea as Elise in oh, Insidious. Never, never would have come to me. It's really weird because in the second movie they do an opening scene where they have like where Barbara Hershey, who is portrayed by Jocelyn Donahue, because it's a flashback, first meets Elise. And so they recast Barbara Hershey as Jocelyn Donahue, but then the actress that plays Elise, they just like did a first wives club opening scene and they just had her lip syncing Lynn Shea's voice. So, like, it's a 20-year-old, like, small, young, blonde actress lip-syncing, like, 60-year-old Lynn Shea's voice, and it's really weird. Weird. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, James Wan. Uh, okay. Stacey, you've made it to the final question! Okay. Okay. Now, I think you're gonna get this. I think you're gonna get this. I'm gonna tell you that right now. But, are you? Question five. I have a wig. You still- You have a wig! You remembered! All right. You have a wig and maybe second sight. Question five. Psychic Friends Network. She's mysterious. She's German. And she's headlining a psychology conference before she senses murder with a meat cleaver. What? Wig, please. What? German? Yeah. Getting some murder? Who is this? A meat cleaver? Oh no! Wait! Please don't let the clock run out! <laughs> Wait! German! Meat cleaver? A class? 
Conference. Conference. What? Oh. German. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> das ist Ida Mietkleber. This is a tough one because she's only in the beginning of the film before she gets murdered. After she speaks at the conference and she senses the presence of someone that's about to kill someone. And she's German, but she's in an Italian film. Eh? I feel like it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is Helga, the psychic from Deep Red. Oh, Deep yeah. Red, the opening. opening I was going to say some, well, nothing. No. Okay. <laughs> well. You were going to say Scheiße. I almost said Inferno, only because I was imagining that big classroom and we see the, the mother of whatever, whichever mother. Yes, 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 yes. So, oh well. Argento loves the large uh, classroom setting and or um, witches. Well. Okay. That last one was a tough one. That was a tough one. You're right. You gave a very noble effort. Noble? I yeah. gave an effort. Okay. <laughs> it was noble. Hmm. All right. At, le- well. at least it brought the German out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that you call for the wig and then just proceed to speak German <laughs> instead. <sighs> well, I thought maybe I was speaking the German because I thought that would, like, in my mind. Never mind. It's a very <laughs> intricate thought pattern. I thought speaking the German would conjure her lines in my mind for some reason. But... Oh, yeah. If I was immersing myself in the accent, you see. You were going full, like, you were Meisner going fully, like, summoning the character. Yeah, exactly. Through the physicality of the speech process. Okay, wait, yeah. so what What was about, what was your Lorraine Warren thoughts? Oh, no, just the other day I had this very strange uh, urge, this very strange um, desire to immerse myself in the in the wannaverse <laughs> oh that's not a classic bad move <laughs> i know but i just like because i've only i've seen all the annabelles we know this yeah um but uh, the conjuring i've only seen the first one insidious i've only seen the first one the nun i i'm not going back it's but, terrible you know, it's terrible but i just i think because that new conjuring is coming out or something mm-hmm. all of a sudden i was like oh my god i want to watch all of those this is very catching, taking me by surprise. Me too. Now, I didn't do it, and I'm waiting for the fever to pass. Wow. Do Wait, you know what I mean? What else? Are there others besides Nun and Annabelle's and Conjuring's? I don't know. Probably not. That would be enough. That's like five more movies right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. So, but I was like, maybe I'll watch all, but I'm just going to wait for it, to, for the fever to subside because it surely will. And I'll be just, happier. Just let it pass. Yeah. From, I, I love the first Conjuring. I do. I love Lorraine Warren. I mean, I, I, the Warrens are such shitheads, but yeah. I love the vibe of the Warrens as con artists, just Catholic grifters from hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's, you know, it's just such a seventies classic piece of pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, conjuring too, man, 
It's bad. Like, they, I mean, they tried. They put, well, did they try? They put Franca Patente in it. That's trying. But it's bad. You know, it should be good because it's about the infield poltergeist. um, And it's just not. And there's a CGI crooked man. At one point, Patrick Wilson, like, pulls on a guitar and starts singing to people. There's, like, a sequence (laughs) of him singing to people. Well, that makes me want to watch it more. Well, I will rewatch it. I I have it. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought I had to buy it, even though I didn't like it. And it, the, the opening scene, you know, is Amityville. They go to Amityville. Um, but the there nun. must be better things I can do with my life. Yeah, the nun is real bad. And then the new third one. I still haven't seen the trailer because they give away all the movies in those trailers. But um, the third one's like on based on a real life case. Well, I guess, you know, all of them, I'm sorry, are from the real life files. But this yeah. one's like a guy that murdered someone and actually did get his defense was like, the devil made me do it. And I guess it's about the Warrens mm-hmm. like helping him, even though in real life he'd lost the murder trial because he fucking murdered someone and tried to blame mm-hmm. it on the devil. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. So that will be a fun movie. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait for the urge to pass. I, I think it was just like, I'm in the mood for horror, but I want something dumb. Yeah. You know, and like there's, I don't know. Where do you go for that except for the Wannaverse? Rewatch. You can rewatch the first one and enjoy Annabelle and Lily Taylor and some Formiga. That's true. Rewatch that one. Or just to watch Annabelle 2 and be like, oh, this one's good. There's a hot nun. And oh, yeah. Phantom of the Opera, Miranda Otto without me. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. But there let, you go. I can't let me know when you buy the entire box set and uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I go pick up the Blu-ray box set. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that's for another day. Now it is your turn. Oh, I'm scared. We're going to wipe the blood off of the chopping block. You can place your head on it. Ooh. Um I almost thought of a new category. Uh, <laughs> I came up with a topic and I thought of two movies and then I said that's enough effort for me today I respect that I said I'm gonna stop thinking about this and so I did um, so you get three old categories my friend I love this thank you I respect your this is called that's self care yeah <laughs> well you you heard my bulging up fronts like did. there's so much going on in my life that it's like how can i spare the time to think of three more questions no especially when you're trying to remember what eggs are that's <laughs> <laughs> sorry when i'm questioning whether or not i still exist yes <laughs> and what you look like <laughs> and what i look like uh okay so you have three old categories all right um so here they are <laughs> Category one, three for one, where I give you three keywords that describe a movie. You tell me the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Three for one. Category two, I want to go to the carnival, uh, which is, you know, that's a line from a Bikini Kill song, my favorite Bikini Kill song. Um, and this is all about carnival slash, you know, circus-based horror movies i feel like my words are leaving me what's happening you just you just shivoing out (laughs) get that allison mack balloon quick yeah wave Uh, it over her face (laughs) uh okay so i want to go to the carnival category two carnival slash circus-based horror movies you tell me the name of the movie and category three 
Twinsies. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> Which is all about horror movies that feature twins. I describe the movie, you tell me the movie. So you have three for one. I want to go to the carnival. And twinsies. Oh. You'll get all of these in every one of them, I bet. I really I want, feel confident. I'm really drawn to the three for one because it seems like, like I'm like, how could I fuck that up? But then that's going to be so much more embarrassing if I fuck it up. You'll get them. <clears throat> oh, oh, the other clue about that category. Because <laughs> it's called three for one. I just noticed. All the movie titles are only one word. Oh, oh, so that's why it's called that. That's why. <laughs> that's why I did that. It's three keywords for a one word movie title. Oh, but then Twinsies sounds fun. I can't think of a lot of Twinsies. Oh, oh, say Twinsies again. Twinsies. Yeah, I gotta go with that. Twinsies. Yeah, You'll get these. That gets these me. These are so easy. Are they? Okay, here we go. I describe no. a twin-flavored horror movie. You tell me the movie. You'll get these. Twin-flavored? It's not just about twins and horror. Oh, I'm scared. Well, the I mean, each horror movie features twins. Oh, I can't think of any. You'll get them right okay. away. You'll get them right away, I promise. Okay. Not that it's rigged or anything, but I think you'll get this. <laughs> okay, here we go. Twinsies. <laughs> Thank you. Film number one. In which film do weird, hunky twin sons Todd and Terry cause what Louise Lasser calls a real, real emergency? <laughs> a real emergent blood rage yes ding 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 i love blood rage they are weirdly hunky and i don't think they should be but something about him does it for me operator this is a real <laughs> real emergency <laughs> she could just walk one apartment over instead she spends an hour or two on the phone god blood rage is so good i love that movie okay Twinsies, question two. These might not be twins. What? <laughs> what? You'll see. Okay, here we go. Question two. The Grady girls want Danny to come and play with them forever in which haunted hotel? The Shining. No, the Overlook. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still alive? I don't know. Oh, no. I did Welcome to the Shining Hotel, everyone. <laughs> what is wrong with us today? I was so sure. You were so confident. I didn't even listen to the question. I was so sure. I'm crying. 
well, and I was, I love that, I love that I just failed so hard because I spent on one of the categories that involved dead children. I did have to do some extensive dramaturgical research on Alexi and Alexa Grady, who I learned are not, in fact, twins. They're not. As you alluded to. So I I knew all that, but I didn't know how to listen to a question. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the funniest death I've had. Oh, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well... After we both won last week, this is, uh, this is back to normal. Yeah. This is more on brand. Nature is healing itself. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. Life is returning. The Gaylords are back. Gaylords are back. Uh. (laughs) In case you were concerned by our competence. (laughs) We're back in full force. Well. Okay. Uh, oh. all right. Mm. Well, bye. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.